This episode of Saturday Morning Rewind is brought to you by Voice Chasers. Find out more about the voice actor you hear on this episode at voicechasers.com. Voice Chasers, celebrating the art of voice acting since 1996. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. A show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind, the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And for this interview, I'm taking you all the way back to the year 1977 when Disney's Peach Dragon was released. Or if you're like me, you caught it in 1984 when it was re-released into theaters, or maybe you caught it on home video. I don't know, but honestly, Peach Dragon is one of my all-time favorites. So I'm so happy to announce that I have Sean Marshall on the show today. And of course, Sean played Pete from Pete's Dragon. Now, Elliot, we want the people of Passamaquoddy to like us, don't we? I mean, you're kind of big, and we don't want to scare anyone. So you better not show yourself, understand? I know how you feel, but you'll have to make yourself invisible. But of course, please make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. Also, make sure to like us on Facebook. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind. And also, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Every one of those links are on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And while you're there, go over to the Donation tab if you want to help us out financially. Help keep this show going strong like it is right now. And right now, I want to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters for the month of August. So once again, thank you, Jared Tolbert, Mike Clemens, Erica Palello, Caitlin O'Color for one, Gemma Bright, Tori Garvin, Jeff Peterson, and Q Fortier. Thank you guys so much. You guys are so awesome. I'm glad you're part of the family. I really do. It means a lot. And of course, if you're not part of the family right now, you can be. Just like I said, go to the uh, donation tab on the website and become a Patreon supporter where it starts at only two bucks a month. And 100% of it will go towards future episodes, future traveling trips to conventions, stuff like that. New equipment to record on, etc. And uh, it goes all towards the show. It really does help us out. But anyways, Peach Dragon. Like I said, one of my favorites. I remember sitting in my room in Reno, Nevada, where I grew up, and listening to the uh, record of the soundtrack and the story. And I just loved this movie. I loved the animation of uh, Elliot. I love the acting that Sean Marshall gave us. I just love this film, period. So here it is, my interview with Sean Marshall. First of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I cannot tell you how much I loved and still love Pete's Dragon till this day. So thank, this is a huge honor for me to have you on the show. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be here, and I, I really appreciate that. I remember sitting in my room, I, maybe around 10, 9-ish, and listening to the uh, old vinyl record of the soundtrack and the story, and just for hours upon hours of listening to it, I loved it. 
oh, great, I'm, I'm so happy. So that makes us about the same age, too. Well, I'm probably a little bit younger. But I, I, I loved vinyl as a, as a kid, and I loved Disney as a kid. So I'm I'm almost 40. Oh, yeah. Actually, a lot younger. I, yeah, I assumed it was when it first came out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a, I think I'm an old soul, honestly. My, my parents kind of raised me to be that way, and I'm glad they did. Let's start with the basics. How did you get involved with Peace Dragon? Um, so it was just like any other... Well, I want to say it's like any other interview, but, you know... Uh, you know, they contact your agent and they arrange an interview. This was actually a huge, massive interview. They had hundreds of kids trying out for the part. Um, and the interviewing process actually took quite a long time. There were numerous callbacks. We probably went back, oh, man, probably 20, 30 times over the course of several months wow. um, until they whittled it down to just two of us. Um, and then at that point, um, we did a screen test. Um and um, obviously, they gave me the part. Just two of you. Wow. Do you know who the other kid was? It was Shane Sunuko. He was another child actor at the time. And it was kind of funny because frequently when we went out for parts in series or movies, it came down to us two, which was <laughs> weird because we didn't look anything alike. Yeah. You know, I was red hair, blue eyed, and he had dark eyes and dark hair. Um, but yeah, it frequently came down to the two of us. That's hilarious. I mean, were your personalities similar? Um, somewhat, um, I mean, perhaps, you know, my, my dad for a while, uh, used to, uh, race cars and, and work on tracks. And I think his father did too. So, you know, we were kind of raised in a kind of similar way in the Valley there. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm glad you got the part. Cause I cannot see anybody else playing the adorable little Pete there. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was watching some of the behind the scenes re recently and, uh, I saw a story near the end of the documentary that you're talking about how you were able to cry for the film, for the camera. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? Um, I'm not sure exactly which story that was. I know in the, in the final interview, when we did the uh, kind of like live screen test, we did, Shane and I each did a soliloquy to the camera um, at the time. It really wasn't set up to film, right? It was just kind of the end of the interviewing process. And they had a those huge lights, you know, those lead burning lights that yep. they use on sets. And I, I was literally staring right into the lights. I mean, the tears in that, in that sense came pretty naturally. <laughs> yeah. That's the story I was talking about. It's, and it's so great. Do you think that really helped you like solidify your, your role? Um, to a certain extent. Um, Cause we were supposed to be staring up and looking at the dragon. And uh, so the director at the time kind of had his hand, you know, up there saying this is where the dragon's head gonna, is going to be, but it was it was staring directly into that light. So, <laughs> I mean, during that whole time, I was I was literally blind. Wow. And you know, those hot those lights are so so hot. Yeah. Just the tears were streaming down my face. <laughs> so, I mean, it could very well have had something to do with it. Yeah. And speaking of eyeline, what kind of techniques did they use to give you that eyeline when you were actually filming the movie? They used various techniques. Like I said, um, Don Chaney, who was the director, used to um, – um, Don Chafee, I'm sorry uh, – used to hold his hand up um, and say, this is where the dragon's head's going to be. However, um, in they also had a couple of castings, like um, fiberglass castings of Elliot's head, uh, the the full – fully sculpted to look like him and everything wow. some were even painted and sometimes they would hold those up especially if there were numerous people um in the scene at the same time so that everyone could be looking at the same thing 
Huh. I would love to see those sculptures now. I'm sure they've been destroyed, but I would love to see those sculptures. Oh, me too. And I mean, I have so much stuff, you know, that I got after the movie, you know, storyboards, you know, stuff like that. But oh man, I would have loved to have had one of those, <laughs> those like last heads. What other kind of stuff do you have from the movie? Oh, I have, you know, pictures and autographs and um, animation cells. Uh, and like I said, I have a whole, a bunch of the original um, uh, storyboards, mm. um, those kinds of things. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that this movie and Elliot himself, I don't know, It's he's very underappreciated. There's not much you can get of Peach Dragon, at least the uh, original Peach Dragon in, anymore, and that's a shame. Yeah, and I, you know, Disney is really good at archives. You know, they have a huge archive department there on uh, Disney, on Disney Lot, the original Disney Lot, um, that you can go through. So I, I suspect that they probably saved a lot of that and put it in there. Okay, okay. I actually heard a rumor. Maybe you can help me with this rumor. I heard that after they were done filming, they wanted to move the lighthouse into Disneyland. Do you know if that's true? Yeah, it was actually going to be Disney World. Was it? Okay. Um, yeah, because they built, they built an actual lighthouse. It was a real lighthouse um, up in Morro Bay uh, on private property, and that's where we filmed all of the exterior scenes, um, including the dancing scenes like in Brazzle Dazzle Day. And they had planned to ship it over to Disney World, and I think it was either going to be similar to or replace the uh, Swiss uh, Family Robinson okay. Freehouse. So I'm not sure exactly how that worked out. They might have just said, no, you know, the treehouse is kind of permanent yeah. and it's a big thing. So, but, and you know, the other thing too is that being a real lighthouse, it was, it's not meant to have a lot of people in it. Yeah. You know, the lighthouse yeah. has always had one or two people and that was it. So it wasn't really kind of geared up to be an attraction for large crowds. Mm -hmm. So true. And again, it's a shame because they need more presence in the parks of Peace Dragon. Yeah, uh, you know, of course they had the um, the uh, dragon Elliot in the light parade. Yep, yep. Um, I just saw that just last summer for the last time. Oh, was it the last time now? Yeah, they announced. I'm, I'm sure they're going to bring it back again, but as of right now, it's not going on quite yet. Right, because I mean, I rode that dragon when they first came out with it before they put it in the park. You know, we toured for the opening, oh. so I rode that kind of all over the country. You know, wow. down Fifth Avenue, New York, for the opening there, and in a couple of halftime shows. It was kind of funny, you know, Katy Perry did that halftime show uh -huh. um, uh, just, a, I think it was a year ago or so. It was very, very similar to what we had done too. It kind of brought back <laughs> nostalgic memories. Wow. And then of course, when they finally did bring it to the park, um, I did ride on it in the parades for a long time, huh. probably a couple of months anyway. Wow. I didn't know that, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I didn't do it in all of them, but um, I did it in a lot of them. So it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Tell me about some of your favorite memories of, of filming the movie. It was so awesome. I mean, really, everything about it was... Disney was was a great place to work. Um, I'm sure it still is. Of course, back then, it was still owned by the Disney family. Yeah. Um, the lot itself is almost like an extension of Disneyland. I mean, it's just so gorgeous. Everything's green. All the all the uh, plants are shaped. All the all the streets are named after Disney characters, like you know Mickey Mouse Road and <laughs> Donald Duck Lane and that kind of stuff. Um, and then everyone there is just so so super, so super friendly. It's just a really you know family friendly place, obviously. Um, so it was really great. It was really really cool. 
So one of my favorite scenes, it's it still stands out today, is when you and Elliot are first coming to Passamaquoddy, and there's that scene where you guys are arriving and all, you know, chaos is going crazy. I'm right. sure that was a crazy and hard scene to shoot. It was. It took at least a week. It may have even taken more. Wow. There were so many, so many, obviously, principals, but there are tons and tons of extras, and then lots and lots of special effects, which were fantastic for me. I mean, I was 10 at the time. <laughs> um, so it was great to see all that stuff in action. Um, it, so it was. It was a lot of fun. And there were just so many people there. It was almost like a big party. I mean, obviously, we were working. Mm. I think the only one that didn't have fun was, was Jim Backus, right, who played the mayor. And, um, <laughs> you know, at one point, they, they uh, dropped the crates of eggs on him. Uh-huh. And he gets soaked in all of the raw eggs, and he has a broken cigar in his uh -huh. mouth. And unfortunately, he had to sit around for days in the hot sun with all those eggs and cigars as they shot it from different angles wow. and everything. So poor, poor Jim. But everyone else had a fantastic. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier how it was filmed on set for the law. I mean, this is this shows how incredible Disney is and, and was back then. For the longest time, I swore that it was filmed on the East Coast. Right, yeah, they actually, it was the back lot of Disney in California, and uh, they they took months, during the time that we all prepped, uh, which was, you know, getting the dance routines down, getting all the choreography down, and, and actually singing the songs, um, and recording them, and going through all that, they were on the back lot building that to look like it was Maine, so they actually built a huge, um, almost like an outdoor, what well, was supposed to be the ocean, uh -huh. big pit, they filled up with water, and um, you know, built the whole town and everything else. It was really amazing. Wow. What would you say would be the hardest sh scene that you guys shot? Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, some of the dance scenes, the dance scene on the lighthouse was difficult, again, because it was cramped and um, it was hard to hear. They had helicopters flying around to do some of the uh, shots. Um, so that was kind of difficult but fun. You know, because Mickey and Helen were also there, so we always had lots and lots of fun together. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, that may have been the hardest thing. You know, there was a lot of dancing and a lot of singing, obviously, which can which can be challenging. But uh, yeah, that was probably the hardest part. Okay, nice. I mean, how can you not have fun with Mickey Rooney by your side? You know. Right, exactly. So many of those people were just well, you know, tons and tons of stars, tons mm -hmm. of Academy Award winning people. Um, they were all just so funny and so friendly. And, you know, Mickey was one of the guys who was just a Mickey red buttons, Jim mm -hmm. Dale. They mm -hmm. were all just hilarious. I kept you in stitches the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rooney. I mean, he still is. I, I love him to death. I mean, it's a shame that we lost him recently. Uh, but even as a kid, I just adored Mickey Rooney. Right. He was just fantastic. What about Helen Reddy? Tell me about her. She was great, too. Um, <clears throat> loved Helen. Helen loved me. She had a son that was just slightly younger than me at the time, so uh, she was very, very maternal. Um, I believe this might have been her first movie. Um, so uh, she was kind of really into the whole thing. Um, but we spent a lot of time together. We did a lot of uh, singing together. Uh, she and Jim Dale used to buy shower me with gifts all the time. Aww. So that was fantastic for me at a kid that age. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, right. Um, so it was uh, it was really great. It was really cool. And yeah. of course, I knew my mom had listened to all her music. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I knew all of her music. So to me, she was like a real big star. <laughs> yeah, for sure, she is. 
tell me about some of the uh, behind-the-scenes production stuff. What, what kind of stuff would they have you do or have you on to make it look like you're interacting with Elliot? Okay, so they had the, um, like I said, they had that fiberglass uh, head. Now, when the, we did things like the uh, throwing the uh, apples or eating the apples that were being fried, they actually built a stand that was uh, Elliot's stomach. Now, we didn't shoot it in blue screen. We shot it in a yellow screen, which mm-hmm. was an experimental process at that point that uh, I guess really didn't in the long run work out because now they use blue or green screens. Mm-hmm. But um, so they had the, they had, they built the, the, uh, belly of Elliot on the stand and then they had it exactly like his belly would be but all in that kind of yellowish color yeah. uh, so that was one way that they that they did it when I actually got the part and we were talking about that scene where I was crying before um, they asked Don Chafee at the time um, so why did you end up giving it to him and he was like this he was the one that could really see the dragon <laughs> so I think um <laughs> You know, it kind of came down to they relied on more acting than than other kind of props and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, also you knew what was kind of going on the whole time because the animators provided constant drawings and uh, storyboards to give you the feel of how it was supposed to look, which was great. And I mean, if, you know, Don Chafee changed his mind and wanted something else, they would just sit there right on set and draw out the new ones. Wow. Yeah, so it was really cool. We spent a lot of time in the animation department. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, how much time and backstage access you had to see what was going on behind the scenes. But that's amazing that you actually got to see it in production like that. Oh, yeah, it was really cool. And we, all the time, we would go down to, they'd have meetings in the animation department if they were talking to the animators. And, you know, all of the main cast would go down there with the director and the producers. And uh, we'd see everything in process. Uh, That was... Disney at that time was just so family oriented. I mean, we kind of, there's tons of buildings um, or were tons of buildings. I don't know if they still shoot there on that, um, that Disney lot that are, you know, different things, animation or archives or what have you. And we spent tons of time in all those buildings, got to know Mm. everyone. It was really a great, great working environment. Yeah. As a, as a Disney nerd, uh, that would just be amazing. It is. It's fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I can't mention, you know, my 10-year-old self having access to all that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, it was it was insane. It was really, really cool. So after Peach Dragon, you didn't really do a lot of acting. Why was that? After Peach Dragon, I did I did a couple of series. Um, I think the Fitzpatricks came after. Yeah, the Fitzpatricks, which was also called the Mackenzie's Paradise Cove, um... No, no, I'm sorry, but that was the Fitzpatrick's I did before, Mackenzie's Paradise Cove I did after. That filmed in Hawaii for a while. But then I was, uh, I kind of came of age. I was graduating eighth grade, um, and so was going to go into high school. And um, we went to Roman Catholic schools, so everyone was kind of going to different Roman Catholic high schools. Uh-huh. And I chose Notre Dame, which is in Sherman Oaks at the time. Okay. And... Um, they, I got accepted into the accelerated class, which would be like an AP classes, and they wouldn't let me miss more than three days at a time. And of mm. course, at, at, at this point in time, I was filming movies and series and all that other stuff. So, you know, I was gone for months at a time. So I had to make a choice, either, you know, the school or or continue filming. So I I chose the school and kind of quit the business. Wow. Do you ever get the urge, even now, to maybe try something? 
you know, every now and then someone will, you know, ask me to do something. I'm really not not so much into it. I mean, I do the interviews, obviously, and um, I do stuff when the movie is re-released. Uh, but that's pretty much about it. Sometimes I'll go to autograph signing things, but, you know, I live way out here in, in uh, rural New Mexico, so there's not much opportunity for uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, you, when your legacy is Peace Dragon, I don't know if you can do any better than that, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah. Now, you mentioned school just a couple minutes ago, and I often hear stories about children actors who go to a public setting, public schools, and they actually get made fun of for being in a big movie. Was Did that ever happen to you? No. Um, I, first of all, I didn't go to public schools. I went to private schools. Uh, at Notre Dame, there were several actors that came before me. There have been several actors and singers that have come after me. So to a certain extent, they're kind of used to yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um, when, in college, it was a little bit different. That was, I went to a United States Military Academy. Um, so they took it kind of different. You know, it's a different atmosphere. Um, I remember at one point in time, they tied me up to a chair in the wardroom and forced me to watch the movie with them all. What? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I really didn't have much problems. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me a lot of the story of the voice of the young Bambi from the original movie, how he became like a sergeant in the military, and nobody knew he was the voice of Bambi until many years later. Right, yeah. I, I never went around and advertised who I was, <laughs> although... Um, I know that for some reason all the girls at the academy knew that I was huh, interesting. Uh, in Peace Dragon. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if one of them knew and told all the rest, but huh. uh, yeah. So I mean, it's not a bad thing, I guess, right, if all the girls knew? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps you busy these days? Um, you know, I so I graduated from the military academy. I sailed in the Navy and the Merchant Marine for a while, and then I... I got out and um, I went into um, uh, banking, into the uh, trust department of, of a big bank for a while. And then I became, um, I went into a, a hospital where I was uh, in charge of uh, network support and desktop support um, in IT. Okay. And then after that, these days, you know, I'm just kind of kind of retired. I stay at home, take care of my wife who's mm -hmm. been ill um, and, you know play guitar, you know, do that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. All right, Sean, like I said, I'm a huge, huge fan of your work. I love Peach Dragon even today. So this has been truly amazing. I had a great time chatting with you. Well, thank you very much. And if you ever need anything else, just feel free to give me a call. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.